Hey, welcome to The Heavy with Andrew and Don, where we cover a large range of rock and metal topics for the casual listener. I'm your host, Don Sutherland. With me, as always, my brother, Andrew Sutherland. What's up, dirtbags? Uh, you can email us at theheavypod at gmail.com or DM us on Facebook. Got any questions or comments or anything? Andrew, what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to do my top 10 heavy metal guitar solos. Ooh, oh. our first top 10 list. I, <laughs> getting excited about your big, own topic. I mean, I guess that's good. A big deal. <laughs> yeah, you said it and immediately went, ooh, how about that? Okay, <laughs> let's let's get into it. All right, top 10 heavy metal guitar solos is, I guess maybe I shouldn't start speculating on the list. I'll ruin it. Yeah, so I got the idea actually from my brother Rob to do a top 10 guitar solo list. I know we've been talking about doing top 10 lists at some point, and I thought this would be a good one to, to start off with. Okay. So I, I kind of want to do, we'll spend a lot of time talking about the solos themselves, uh, but we'll do a little bit of a rundown on you know what, what a guitar solo is for people who don't know. And I mean, me being not a musician at all, like I, I don't know a lot of the technical stuff, so I did a little bit of research on the technical aspect of it. Like, like solo versus bridges and fills, that kind of thing? No, just like the specific techniques used in a guitar solo. Start with a, a quick definition. So a guitar solo is a melodic passage or instrumental section or even an entire piece of music written for either a classical guitar, electric guitar, or an acoustic guitar. Like, I mean, we're obviously talking about guitars here, so, you know, yeah. those... Sometimes choirs will have like vocal solos and stuff, but we're not talking about that crap. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> this is so this list is going to be comprised strictly of electric guitar solos, so no acoustic or classical guitar. Okay. Obviously, there's some classically influenced guitar work, but not strictly classical guitar. Yeah. Uh, so guitar solos in rock music started appearing as early as the 1950s and into the 1960s, becoming more common with instrumental surf rock in the early 60s. Uh, leading to some guitar virtuosity in the later 60s where the instrument really started to become uh, a melodic driver for much of rock music. Nice. That's a good word. Virtuosity. Yeah, I, I like to throw that in there. It's it's very smooth. That's, that's, you know, flows that's nice. the word of the day. Uh, <laughs> it is a word, right? <laughs> yeah. Mr. College Guy? <laughs> I I think so. Yeah. It, sounds, <laughs> it right. sounds like it anyway. So just a couple of names to throw out there. Uh, uh, Chuck Berry who obviously I'm sure you've heard of. Oh, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he started using guy. guitar solos early on. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, uh, Carlos Santana, guys like that. Yeah. And then uh, even into once you get into heavier rock, like uh, Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin, who we've talked about in the past, uh, and also Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple and Rainbow. Throw a few other names out there. After these guys, kind of, guitarists like Eddie Van Halen, Steve Vai, Slash, Neil Sean from Journey, uh, Ingvi Malmsteen, and tons of other guys pushed guitar virtuosity and uh and soloing into the mainstream <laughs> in the 1980s yeah i would i would throw into that list a little a little later on um buckethead who maybe is a bit of a, a deeper track but basically his yeah his i actually saw solos. i told you i saw buckethead live right i think we talked about him before no, i we might have i don't remember that that's that's I awesome saw him play, i might have mentioned it before but i saw him playing guitar for uh primus yeah i must have mentioned it that's when really we were talking cool. about primus i think Point. Yeah, that's that sounds familiar. That is really cool, though. Buckethead's been around for for de like decades. He's yeah, been around for like I, over twenty years. I, think. I went as Buckethead for Halloween one year, and uh, nobody knew who I was. Oh, that's actually kind of a shame. Absolutely nobody. I drove, I drove two towns over to get a KFC bucket. 
an actual KFC costume. bucket? Hey. <laughs> yeah, like an actual one. That's awesome. Did you take the chicken out of it first? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if we got chicken. I think it was just like, just got a, a meal and like, hey, can I have a bucket also? <laughs> yeah, I guess imagine smelling like chicken grease. And yeah, getting, I wanted like, to clean. In your face. Definitely wanted like, to clean one. <laughs> I'm going to wear it all night. <laughs> so uh, gr- grunge in the early 90s and new metal uh, later in the 90s would kind of kill off the guitar solo for a while. Uh, it's uh, mainstream popularity. So I guess mainstream rock and heavy music for a lot of that decade featured mainly rhythm guitar. And I'm obviously talking mainstream because there were definitely guitar solos around. Uh, they just weren't as mainstream as they had been in the previous decade. Yeah, I'm, I'm like thinking about grunge bands. Because like obviously there's uh, like even flow, like Pearl Jam likes to throw them in there, but maybe it's it's pretty sparse. Yeah, and they're they're just not the same. They don't they're not featured as prominently as they would would have been say like in uh, you know the hair metal days, where yeah, solos true. were a huge focus of a song. Right? Um, as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about strictly electric guitar solos, and uh, right. I also like to clarify these will be non instrumental songs because there's a ton of guys that play an amazing guitar that have a whole bunch of instrumental output. Like uh, Steve Vai has a lot of instrumental stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Satriani, uh, Marty Friedman, who used to play for Megadeth, has a lot of. Uh, although he's got a, obviously a lot of songs that aren't instrumental, uh, he, a lot of his solo stuff is instrumental. Mm-hmm. Um, Neil Sean, the guy he used to play for Journey, uh, he's right. got some instrumental stuff, and they're all phenomenal guitarists. And there's some great soloing in those. Ingvi uh, Malmsteen's another one, uh, but I won't include any other songs that are instrumental just to try to kind of limit. Yeah, scope. yeah, that's fair. Because then, you, yeah, there's there's just there's entire albums that are just one big solo. Yeah, exactly. And and like I said, they're they're phenomenal. But uh, yeah, we'll just try to keep it a little bit simpler here. Right. I just wanted to go over some of the techniques that are used in guitar soloing, at least in, in heavy metal. That's another thing I wanted to clarify too is that, that I mentioned that we're sticking just to to what would be considered heavy metal. So I know sometimes the lines a bit blurred between hard rock and heavy metal. So I won't be including like say Eddie Van Halen or Slash or even like Jimmy Page in this, like guys like that because I, I'm trying to keep it a little bit more narrow the uh, the list that I'm choosing from, or picking my my uh, soloist from. But I, we could definitely do an entire another episode on hard rock and even another one on on just rock, right? Like, yeah, so, there's there's so much there. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah good to just good to, to clarify to narrow, that. There's a lot there. Yeah, like to narrow down a list of ten. If I'm including all of hard rock and heavy metal, it's just too much. Like I just can't mm-hmm. do it. So there's just too many, too many musicians I like, too many solos I like. So I, I figure we'll just do uh, this one. Will just be heavy metal, and later on we'll do like a hard rock one where I'll include, you know, say Eddie Van Halen. Or, yeah. Uh, or, then you can get into uh, Richie, Richie Blackmore. Blackmore. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, yeah, as soon as you say that specifically, some some Blackmore stuff comes to mind for me. So we'll go through a few techniques that you can definitely jump in here because you know more about. The actual like, technical part of it than I do. Yeah, uh, if, so if, I, I just kind of came up with a, a <laughs> list of techniques that are used in soloing. Yeah, for the so, for the audience, from a from a relative sense, uh, my knowledge might be might be limited at certain points. I'll I'll try and speak about things that I only know a hundred percent about. Yeah, this is this is just compared to me because I'm okay. Yeah, kind of a layman when it comes to to you know technical stuff when it comes to music, music and whatnot. Right. So the first technique we'll talk about is it's called tapping. You probably know what tapping is. So a oh, technique yeah. where the, the, the guitarist uses one or two hands to tap the strings against the fretboard using uh, hammer-ons and pull-offs. People can't see me doing the uh, quotation marks with my fingers, obviously. But uh, <laughs> It's really funny to hear you say the words, though. <laughs> it's like, uh, another hammer-ons. Yeah, hammer. <laughs> <And> pull-offs. <laughs> I, I say it like such a non-musician. Eh? 
<laughs> a, a couple of guitarists that made tapping popular were Eddie Van Halen and Randy Rhodes from Ozzy's band and mm-hmm. Quiet Riot, I guess. Uh, and if you want to find a, like check out a song that's uh, a really good example of tapping, would be uh, Van Halen's Eruption. Yeah, is which you should know about already. <laughs> yeah, don't know so, about it. What are you doing? Like I said, Eruption is not going to be on this list because I'm going to put it more on the hard rock side. But uh, and it's an instrumental. And it's uh, yeah, it's also instrumental. Although it's, it's it is a lead into Really Got Me, right? Is it? I well, haven't listened much. to it. Oh, it's oh, it, well. on the on the album. It's it's a separate track, but it's pretty much a lead in. Yeah, I've only I've only ever listened to it separately. So there's me showing my gaps in my knowledge. Yeah, I mean, if you have the if you have the CD, it'll be on a separate track. Uh, so the next technique we'll talk about is called string skipping. So in string skipping, the guitarist will skip strings instead of moving to the adjacent one to create a more interesting sound. Uh, there's a guy named Paul Gilbert. He's from a band called Racer X and uh, Mr. Big. You probably heard of Mr. Big. Uh, he's well known for doing this, I guess. Okay. Next one is pinched harmonics. So uh, the guitarist thumb or index finger on the picking hand slightly catches the string after it is picked, canceling the fundamental frequency of the string, which produces a squeal on an electric guitar. So we were talking about Zach Wild. Uh, Zach Wild and Dimebag Daryl are a couple of well-known guitarists that use this technique a lot. Mm-hmm. Can, uh, anybody who's interested in finding out more, they can probably look up which guitarists use these techniques or, or check out the ones that I've mentioned and, and listen to their style. Especially Dime, Dimebag Daryl. Like, uh, specifically yeah. the solo in Five Minutes Alone, Like you can really hear it in that. Oh, for sure. Oh, man, I'm going to put that on the on the playlist. All right. Is it not on there? Oh, I was I was worried when I said that like oh that might be on the top ten no no it's it's not in the top ten but uh, I'll put it on the extended playlist for sure okay yeah that one's uh, that one's terrific if you sorry if I'm sidetracking this too much but if you go to the the music video for it which you probably know there's a, there's a point where he he hits his whammy bar so hard that all the st- the strings droop and it's one yeah. of the coolest shots in like any music video I've ever seen. I haven't watched that video in so long, but I've, I've obviously seen it a bunch of times back in the day, but I got to watch it's, it. It's again. worth, it's, it's worth a rewatch video. that for that scene alone. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, the next one it's called uh, tremolo picking. So it's a method yeah. where the guitarist rapidly picks individual notes. This really sped up in the eighties with the tremolo. Uh, tremolo. tremolo, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're a guitar guy. Tremolo. tremolo? tremolo? I, I've always said it like tremolo. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I have it wrong, but yeah. Tremolo. Okay. <laughs> I always say tremolo. Yeah, tremolo picking. So yeah. it really sped up in the 80s with thrash and songs like the uh, the main riff from Metallica's Fight Fire with Fire or uh, Slayer's Chemical Warfare and also Megadeth's Love to Death where mm-hmm. they're just like super fast. Yeah, I know Kirk Hammett does a, does, does a lot of that. A contemporary example would be like Knights of Sidonia by Muse. The entire, the entire uh, melody is played with uh, tremolos. Like really fast picking. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like a it, you like hold the pick sort of uh you curl your finger and then you hold it kind of on the side of your finger and then yeah. you just it, that lets you get the the right rhythm for it and you just as fast as you can basically okay yeah I, I, when, I, when i actually went and listened to this the songs that i mentioned because i obviously like looked at something somebody else saying that this was present in those songs and i went and listened to them like yeah like you can really tell the fast picking technique it's really cool Oh yeah, yeah. Once mm-hmm. once you kind of know to listen to it, like you can pick it out a bit. Yeah, like even though I've heard those songs, you know, a, a ton of times in, in the past, I, I didn't really, you know, until you actually know what you're listening for, you don't really think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Right, a few more, a few more techniques here. So uh, scales, <laughs> oh, scales, pretty simple. So series, yeah, of notes played. you should know what those are. Yeah, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast, but a series of notes played one at a time, uh, in an ascending or descending fashion 
Most common types of scales are the pentatonic five tone scale, which I, we I'm pretty sure we talked about before, and uh, mm -hmm. then the major scale, which is a seven tone scale, I guess. So the pentatonic scale is used quite a bit because it's I guess it's easier to use. Yeah, it it's uh, it's the most common. It's really easy to uh, in if you have it in the right key because you can play the pentatonic basic basically in whatever key you want. That in yeah. the blues pentatonic, which is just the same scale with a yeah. couple extra notes in there. That's pretty much probably what the majority of those solos are going to be based, based yeah, I think, around. I remember we talked about this in the uh, the Unholy Trinity of Heavy Metal episode. We were talking about the pentatonic scale. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that too. Because it's, uh, it's the one thing I do, I do know about because it's like the first thing they teach you in guitar. Yeah. All right, another one. Uh, or, okay, I, I hope I'm pronouncing this properly. Please correct me if I'm not. <laughs> Ar arpeggios? I think that was pretty close. I mean, it's arpeggios, Italian, right. so... So the, the simple def definition I got from Guitar World is it's notes from a chord played individually instead of strummed together. So whatever that, that sounds right. That sounds right. Sounds right. Okay, good. I know <laughs> the word, but I don't. I don't know that. I haven't done music theory in in like over a decade. Perfect. I think it's right. So that's all the individual <laughs> techniques that I was able to to kind of pick out that are incorporated into all these solos. Sometimes multiple ones. Sometimes one or the other. The, so the last thing I'll mention. It's not really an individual technique, but it's a like shred guitar, the style or whatever, like a, somebody who's like a shredder or whatever. Like in this case, it applies to like metal guitars and it's some combination of the techniques we discussed to create like a complex lead guitar uh, style. And that's when you talk about those guitar virtuosos, like those guys are, a lot of them are like shred guitarists, like those yeah. really over the top, like really complicated, like the guys from Dragon Force, right? Like those kind of guys. So uh, we're going to get to the workout playlist pretty soon because that's going to be fairly long. Right. Uh, there's so many incredible guitarists and solos in the heavy metal genre and then from all the subgenres. So it's, it's really a shame to have to narrow it down to 10. But, you know, I, I did my best. There's obviously going to be stuff that I missed. There's probably solos that I heard years and years ago that I loved that I forgot about. Uh, and I tried to remember all the ones that I you know have a uh, fondness for. There's also, like I was talking about before, a ton of amazing instrumental metal. But we'll stick to the songs with, uh, with vocals just to keep right. things simple. Uh, there's some vo virtuoso guitarists like... I previously mentioned Ingve Malmsteen and mm -hmm. uh, Marty Freeman, that used to be guitarist for Megadeth. Uh, those guys, like I said before, have tons of instrumental material, but we'll talk about that later. So the workout playlist, just to clarify as, as well on this, is going to be my personal top 10. So this isn't saying it's like the 10 best solos. It's not like the 10 best technical guitar solos in heavy metal. Uh, these are just ones that I like. Some of them for different reasons. You know, some of them because they make me feel some kind of emotion. It, even if they're not necessarily the most technically advanced solo. Uh, some of them are, are just like, they blew my mind because they were so technically incredible. Right. So it, there's, there's different reasons I picked them anyway. So I just want like, people to, to know that that's, these are just, these are personal choices. So not everyone's going to agree yeah. with me, obviously, in their top 10. Protecting yourself from, from logical criticism. It's, a, it's yeah, all and, opinion. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, I, I welcome anybody that's listening to send us a, a comment with their favorite solos. If I missed anything, that th th there's one that they think that I might like or that the other listeners might like that I can throw on the playlist uh, because I, I'm, I guarantee I missed some. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely send those along. And I'll, I'll repeat that, that after. I'll repeat that at the end just to, to make sure everybody remembers to, to think about that and send in some ideas. Yeah, for sure. We'd love to, we'd, we'd love to hear what your, your thoughts are on your favorite ones. For sure. So, uh, yeah, I guess let's get into the workout playlist because it's going to be a, a bit of a lengthy one this time. So Yeah, let's do it. I ain't got time to bleed. 
All right, we'll start with number 10. All right. I'm going to start with something a little bit, I guess, a song that a lot of people might not recognize. Uh, it's a song called Winter Madness by a band called Winter Sun. So okay. the solo is by a guy named Yari uh, Manpa. He's the main guy from Winter Sun uh, from their album, self-titled album from 2004. So I listened to this album a while back, and it was definitely I was definitely very impressed by it. It's a like, melodic death metal album. But okay. uh, I didn't really focus on it, the solo, that much until I kept seeing, when I was researching this podcast, for this podcast, I kept seeing people bring it up over and over again. So I'm like, man, I better to check the solo out again. And uh, it's amazing. It's like, I, I can't believe I didn't notice it before how good the solo is, but it's uh, it's hard to describe until people listen to it. But a couple pieces of information about this album. So recording Winter Sun's debut album, except for the drums, Mindpie actually played all pretty much all the instruments himself oh, okay. and uh eventually he ended up hiring a guitarist and filled out the rest of the band but uh he played the solo on this one and uh the sheer quickness and dexterity of the guitar work is so impressive also the solo just complements the song well which i mean sometimes there's amazing solos that just are thrown in there just for you know just to sound just just to cool. do it yeah but they don't necessarily flow with the song that that great right yeah, if I'm allowed to criticize Megadeth at all, some sometimes it's like, oh, the song needs a solo. Here it is. And it doesn't exactly fit, but it's just kind yeah, of Yeah, well, I mean, Dave Mustaine loves to show off his virtuosity. And I... True. Like, <laughs> there's that word again, which I have no problem with because I think he's an amazing guitarist, one of my favorites. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I know what you mean, though. Yeah, like sometimes it's just like, well, we've got to have a solo. So we just like throw it in there, even if it doesn't necessarily fit perfectly in the song. Yeah. But uh, Winter Sun also has plenty of other amazing solos as well in other uh, this album and other albums so I'll, I'll just mention a couple other ones of theirs uh this song called time and another song called death and the healing which was off this album as well or cool. other good ones but uh yeah so for this one we'll just do uh winter madness and the solo just for uh, i'll give you the time of all the solos so you can just skip right to the solo okay, i was gonna i was gonna ask if you had the yeah, timestamp for I, it. I actually went through and i got the timestamp for each solo so this will be at 304 All right, awesome. So the solo from uh, Winter Madness, Winter Sun. strangely beautiful and uh i knowing that he he recorded all the parts himself is kind of insane because of how well it's mixed too like it's all it's all really complimentary yeah can can you imagine being the lead guitarist of that band and trying to replicate that solo because yeah, like he's he's not the lead guitarist anymore like there's another guy that's, uh, i can't yeah, remember his ridiculous. name is like timu timu something but yeah okay. imagine having to try and <laughs> that's insane make that sound the same live <laughs> there's one technique that um i don't think we covered um sweeping did you okay 
put that in there. Uh, sweeping is, and I I never learned how to do it. I tried a little bit, uh, and it's difficult to master. It's kind of you're strumming it like a chord. I'm gonna try to explain it without really knowing how to do it. But you're strumming it like a like a chord, but every single string you're you're hammering on a couple notes. And he's yeah. definitely doing it. It's in a lot of these solos, but he's definitely doing it in Winter Madness, where it it sounds like it's all flowing uh, at yeah. once. But he's kind of strumming it like a chord while playing about six notes every string and it makes the it makes it flow in this really the this really well uh flowing sound um to use that word for the fifth time because there's no okay, other so, way to say it so sweeping is another technique yeah right? sweep sweep picking is is another way that they they work that in all right on to number nine yeah number nine uh we already talked about dave mustaine so we're going to do a solo by dave mustaine uh it's awesome. a solo so the song is my last words by megadeth uh, soloed by Dave Mustaine from Peace Sells But Who's Buying. So this is probably my favorite song from my second favorite Megadeth album after Rest in Peace, which would be... I was going to say, is Rest in Peace the first? Yeah, so for <laughs> from the opening track, Wake Up Dead, so the first track on that album, and mm -hmm. for this whole album, Mustaine was just hell-bent on proving like how good of a guitarist he was because he, we talked about this before in the first episode where he got kicked out of Metallica and had a bit of a chip on his shoulder and he just wants right. to really show how good he is, right? And he definitely doesn't disappoint. Like there's tons of excellent guitar work in this whole album, uh, but the solo in my last words is it's fast as hell. And it's one of the comments I read about it, it's like someone said it sounded like he had like a demon in his guitar or something like just like how aggressive it was. Right. And it just, it just comes in right at the perfect part of the song, kicks it into high gear. Uh, it may not be as technically as impressive as the solos that he and Marty Friedman played on Rust in Peace, but uh, the sheer, like I said, the raw aggressiveness of it uh, makes up for that. And yeah. Mustaine has plenty of great solos throughout the Megadeth library, but this one's kind of special to me. Just a bit nostalgic, I guess. Uh, but I, I also recommend checking out the video for Wake Up Dead, the first song on this album. There's a, there's a good video for it. Because there's not only, there's lots of killer guitar work in that song, but the video is like the poster child for early like 80s thrash metal scene stereotype. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Sweet. Uh, but uh, I'll, yeah. I'll put a link for that video up on our, on our feed. But uh, the solo is at 322. All right. Uh, I don't. It's been a really long time since I listened to this album, so I don't remember this at all. Three. Two. All right. Uh, my last words. Megadeth. When you when you describe it the way uh, that you do before that, like it's him with a chip on his shoulder, you can hear it in there, like it's just like, hey, yeah. look look what I can do. Yeah, yeah, like prove how how good he is or how skilled he is. and he is. He's really good. Like, oh yeah, it's amazing. All right, we'll move on to number eight. Sounds so, good. Okay, don't laugh, <laughs> but this song is called okay. "Fermented Awful Discharge," like O F F A L. <laughs> can there be fermented good? Discharge? Oh, awful. Oh, uh, oh yeah. It's O F F A L. Okay. <laughs> this is by a band called Necrophagist. And mm -hmm. solo is by a guy named Muhammad Sweet. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Suimez. Um, okay. It's from an album called Onset of Putrefaction from 1999. So, from the title of the song and the album, you'd almost expect some kind of old carcass, like grindcore style metal. Yeah. But uh, Necrophagist is actually classified as technical death metal. 
and huh. they really fit into that mold like so tech death metal is like it's it's death metal but it's full of challenging guitar work and co- complex song structures okay so the solo from fermented awful discharge is uh it's one of the ones that kind of blew my mind with its skill and complexity and uh even more impressive is also this guy uh Su- sweet mez uh, he recorded the entire album himself and he just used a drum machine for the drums wow so same, okay. same as the the guy from winter sun kind of thing so uh the solo is at three minutes three minutes okay yeah like right away i look at the titles and you know it's it's just like cannibal corpse titles like this one's called advanced corpse tumor it's just here's some yeah, actually, weird words <laughs> also has a great solo in it okay. <laughs> it'll be on it'll be on the expanded playlist <laughs> okay okay cool yeah <laughs> my eyes were drawn to the right song uh all right fermented awful discharge awful is o-f-f-a-l my necrophagist It's really interesting because like you don't even really notice like if I didn't know that was a drum machine I wouldn't have cared because it it completely overshadows it <laughs> oh yeah yeah the guitar work just kind of takes over everything it's yeah because I've listened to bands before where they, they have kind of a mediocre drummer and right away I go well this kid's kind of ruining the music for me and it's yeah. not like he's bad with the drum machine but it just it doesn't matter <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter. yeah no it really doesn't like he's a phenomenal guitarist it's a pretty incredible solo yeah that's an that's awesome all right, uh, going on to number seven. Yep. It's a song called I Am a Viking by Ingvi Malmsteen, uh, his band okay. Ingvi Malmsteen's Rising Force, uh, solo by Ingvi Malmsteen himself, obviously, uh, okay. from the album Marching Out from 1985. So Malmsteen's regarded as one of the best guitarists of all time, even in mainstream circles. So he actually appeared at number nine on Time Magazine's top 11 greatest electric guitarist players. So it's number pretty nine. high. Wow. Yeah, pretty high accolades. Uh, so he's not just known as like a top metal guitarist, but also like top guitarist, electric guitarist in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's well known for his neoclassical style and technical guitar chops. So uh, many of his well-known solos are from a lot of his instrumental tracks. So songs like Black Star and Far Beyond the Sun. But uh, as I'm keeping this list of songs just with vocals, I'm going to have to go with uh, I Am a Viking. So okay. it may not be one of Malmsteen's most impressive technical solos because he's got so many. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of relative just because he's got such a, I don't know, pretty much everything he does is impressive, mm-hmm. you know, compared to anyone else. But uh, the song is it's a bit slower than some of his stuff, but it's it's heavy and it's very epic, both musically and lyrically. And the solo is just phenomenal, in my opinion. And we'll just listen to the solo for this one. But if you listen to the whole song, the solo really flows with the song. Okay. So uh, some other standout tracks of Malmsteen's with vocals are... You don't remember. I'll never forget. And uh, Rising Force as well. But yeah, like, like I said, pretty much all of his songs have impressive solos because kind of his thing. Yeah, like I've never even really. I haven't listened to a lot of Ingvi Malmsteen, but he's always he's always in the conversation whenever you're talking about greatest guitarist. All right, so the solo is at. Oh, you won't be able to find this on Spotify, unfortunately. You'll have to go on YouTube. To yeah, I figured it. that out. <laughs> uh, the solo is at two forty-seven. 
247. All right. I am a Viking, Yngwie Malmsteen. played every single note <laughs> that you can play on a guitar at the start of that and then is he harmonizing with himself that wasn't like towards the end it gets yeah, like, I, in, insanely intricate i couldn't even begin to break down his solo style because it's just it's so much going on yeah no Crazy. that was ridiculous <laughs> all right moving on to yeah. number six yeah we're gonna hit up a song called play with me by extreme okay so the solos by nuno betancourt i don't know if you've heard of him from <laughs> i've not uh, their self-titled album Extreme from 1989. Honestly, Nuno Betancourt's actually a fairly well-known guitarist. You just you're too young, obviously, to because he was a lot bigger, you know, probably 10 years before you were born. Okay. But uh, so like I said, Betancourt was was pretty well known as a skilled guitarist in the late 80s, early 90s when Extreme had some hits. So right. their biggest, obviously, being the ballad "More Than Words," which you've heard probably a million times. I probably if I listen through it, I'm sure. More than words? Oh, are you kidding me, man? Yeah, well, give, give me give me two seconds here. Yeah, you you'll know it right away. Yes, <laughs> I've heard that. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So that that's Extreme's biggest hit, obviously. But their okay. older stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyone so anyone who's listening to some mainstream rock radio, I thought had heard it, <laughs> except for you apparently. But uh, they started out as pretty a pretty high octane funk metal band in the late eighties. Huh, so okay. some people call them glam metal, but I honestly still find their musical style sets them apart from that scene. But uh, Betancourt was definitely the highlight of their sound, uh, in my opinion, with his creative riffs and his blistering solos. So uh, the solo from Play With Me, it stands out from the rest, uh, just with Betancourt's acrobatic and lightning-fast fretwork. And the solo takes up almost the last half of the song and keeps it going like right up to the end. Okay. So uh, there's some other wick wicked Betancourt solos uh, or song from songs Get the Funk Out from their second album, and uh, which also might be my favorite Extreme song. And another one from It's a Monster, which is also off their second album. So some good solos. He's got he's got a ton of good solos though. Uh, but right. more recently, he was actually the lead guitarist for a bunch of Rihanna's tours. Believe it or not. Really. Like the singer Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know I know Rihanna. Uh, oh, I didn't know she had enough guitar so he's still in her get, songs to require that. He's obviously getting a. <laughs> he's obviously he's obviously getting a lot of work because he's he's a very like very skilled guitarist. That's a pretty yeah no that's a pretty big. Uh, feather in your cap like she's a yeah. one of the biggest celebrities in the entire world so wow. what we won't talk about is gary chironi the vocalist from extreme uh and his van halen album that he did <laughs> oh i wasn't sure where that was gonna go okay yeah. what is it bad <laughs> no it, well yeah the album is, is, is okay the solo is at 224 224 all right play but with listen me. to the whole thing through because it's amazing the whole solo through okay yeah it's like a minute and a half <laughs> All right, well, I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> Play with me, extreme. Extreme. <laughs> 
it's like uh almost classical music but on a distorted guitar <laughs> with heavy metal backing but it's, it's pretty it, cool it, eh? he's basically playing like it sounds like he's playing beethoven it's yeah, really cool. he's got a really distinctive style it's really cool mm. no it's it's fantastic all right uh we're on to number five the song is fade to black by metallica and the solos oh, by okay. kirk hammett sweet obviously you're familiar <laughs> I, I know who he is yes yeah from the album uh, ride the lightning from 1984 so it, it was pretty hard for me to pick from a ton of memorable metallica kirk hammett solos yeah. like especially for me master of puppets is right up there as well as one. Oh yeah but, uh, we'll listen to that but, today yeah oh great song yeah i think it was actually on the radio today at work so uh, as far as Hammett goes, like for Hammett to Kirk Hammett to come into Metallica and replace a standout lead guitarist like Dave Mustaine, he obviously had to have some pretty serious shredding skills, and uh, the solo from Faded Black definitely showcases that. Absolutely. This is another solo that really embraces and conveys the emotion of the song that it's in. In this case, it's a pretty heavy subject matter, like suicide. Yeah. So, uh, but I love how the solo just keeps going to the end and just kind of fades out. It's like nice the way they yeah stuck it in there. So yeah, so the last solo from Fade to Black. Gonna, it, was, it was gonna be one of the questions. I guess you I guess you said it fades out, but it's like which solo in Fade to Black? It starts with one too. Yeah, I know. So it's it's the the the, the end solo and it starts at five twenty. Oh. All right. Five twenty. All right, fade to black, Metallica. <laughs> That's never not going to be good to listen to. I love that song. Yeah, it was it was hard to pick. I, I could have thrown, you know, a bunch of Metallica songs in there, but I had to put at least one in there. Yeah, if I if I can throw uh, my my hat in the ring, the solo from uh, Saint Anger. What, did you say Saint Anger? God no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever listened to that album. Oh, it's listen. bad. I remember Jessica yeah. bought it when we were when we were younger. It's no, oh, I refused. Uh, I like. Yeah. I can handle like Death Magnetic, the song, not the whole album, just that Death one. Death Magnetic, song. the album isn't, isn't bad though. I saw that tour. Yeah. Okay. But, like the the what the title song is pretty sweet. I, you know, Unforgiven Three is is good too. Um, but no, Damage Incorporated. There's something about that solo. I oh just, yeah, uh, Damage Incorporated. So, oh man, it's every, heavy. It's awesome. That whole song is great. I mean, Master Puppets is like one of my top five favorite favorite albums of all time, mm-hmm. probably. And like Damage Incorporated is one of my favorite songs of that album. It's, yeah, so it's incredible. Great. You could go on about Metallica forever, but you know, yeah, maybe probably... I should have put Damage Incorporated on there <laughs> instead. But yeah, well, there's uh, the extended playlist for a reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna throw that on the uh, the bonus playlist right after this. So much, okay. so much Metallica you could throw on there. All right, sorry, yeah. uh, number four. All right, number four. Uh, I'm gonna do Battle Hymns by Manowar. So this wasn't on our our uh, original playlist from the Manowar podcast that we did. So mm-hmm. right, a couple okay episodes there. ago. I don't want to double up on playlists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, so the solos by Ross the Boss Friedman from uh, the album Battle Hymns from 1982. Uh, the solo doesn't show up on any of the best heavy metal soloists that I found, and I'm, I mean I'm not sure if it's just not well known enough or if it's not technically advanced enough 
compared to other solos, but purely for the glorious buildup to the solo from the song and the emotional impact it has like within the song, I count it as one of my favorites. And uh, obviously, I have a huge soft spot for Matawar, as you know, witnessed in the, well, at least uh, yeah, <laughs> you were you know. yeah, you were very very glowing review of them in that episode. Yeah, yeah. at least w- witnessed uh, like orally, like A U R. Yeah, sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> You've but, witnessed uh, Matawar. Not not visually. You're a really big but, fan, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, a huge fan of them. Therefore, Ross Boss's guitar work, uh, and right. the, the guy can can shred. And I've seen mm-hmm. him live, and I know he can shred. Uh, I'll play the solo for you, but I honestly highly recommend listening to the entire track just to fully appreciate why I love it so much. Okay. Uh, also, like Eric Adams' crazy vocal range in it is pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, I knew there was a reason I didn't put this on the Manowar episode workout playlist, and uh, this is why, I guess. Okay. <laughs> it was being so the said. The solo is at 410. All right. Uh, battle him, Manowar. I'm gonna to have to listen to the whole the whole seven minutes after after we're done this, because it builds up with like bongos or something and launches into just that solo alone could be the battle hymn. It's so yeah, candy. just just the way the yeah, the way the song leads into it is is really good. So I it's great. I recommend listening to the whole song at some point, but a <laughs> well, pretty good sure. solo. Eh? Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, okay, number three, we'll go for something a little bit more well known, I guess. Okay. Uh, we're gonna do Mr. Crowley by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh hell yeah. So there's actually two solos, really good solos in this, but uh, I'll say my favorite one is the first one, but we'll probably, I'll get you to listen to both of them. Uh, okay. But the first solo by Randy Rhodes from Blizzard of Oz from the song Mr. Crowley, uh, 1980. Uh, the former Quiet Riot guitarist kind of hit his stride as a guitarist on Ozzy's first solo album, uh, showcasing his guitar skills, like kind of classically trained, uh, pretty legendary. Uh, so this and the solo on the first single, Crazy Train, were really hard to choose from, but I had to lean towards Mr. Crowley solo. And first one is my favorite, but they're both awesome. Yeah. So uh, from what I can gather, Rhodes used to, he used a bunch of techniques that we mentioned to Mr. Crowley. So making it very hard to play for guitarists. Ozzy's also yeah. had several great guitarists in his band over the years. Like after Randy Rhodes, uh, unfortunately died in 1982 in a plane crash. Right. So a guy named Jakey e. Lee was his guitarist for a while. And then we talked about Zach Wild before. Uh, another guy named Gus G has oh, been his right. guitarist. I forgot Zach Wild got in there. Yeah, so I have to give out a shout, uh, give a shout out to Zach Wild, uh, in his solo in No More Tears. Because right. uh, when our when our brother Rob recommended doing a top ten guitar solo, he wanted to put No More Tears in the <laughs> top ten. But uh, for me, I personally pick Randy Rhodes over Zach Wild. I mean, obviously, I love Zach Wild, a great guitarist. Uh, but it's Randy that's Rhodes. So, what's that? It's Randy Rhodes. So. It's it's really hard to, to pick, but uh, I got to pick Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it too is because he was the first Aussie guitarist that I remember, mm. uh, and I that was the first Aussie album that I owned. Actually, no, that's not true. The first Aussie album I owned was Osmosis, actually, which was Zach Wild. But then the second one was Blizzard of Oz, and I I really got into it. Yeah. 
but yeah, so uh, but I will give a shout out to him and I'll put No More Tears on the bonus playlist. Cool. Okay. Uh, but first solo is at 208 and the second one is at 353. All right. 208, 353. Mr. Crowley, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> take an opportunity to listen through that that's that's one of my favorite songs just just ever <laughs> so that's still good <laughs> any any chance to listen to that i listened to this big it was like a three-part four-part podcast on the actual alistair crowley uh and yeah. then i was listening to that song like six times a day for a week straight <laughs> just <laughs> over and over again on on my drives anywhere Love yeah, that song. It's, it's, it's so good and i i mean so many randy rhodes solos and just his riffs and stuff are just amazing Mm-hmm. I just like the overall melody of the song. Like it works just so perfectly. Yeah. With uh, with those solos. Yeah, and you can really tell like that classical uh, influence, which is similar to Ingvi Malmsteen. He's got the classical style. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The way he's working the scales. All right, number two. Number two. We're, we're getting down to number one, which is like my my number one is probably one that no one, a lot of people probably aren't going to agree with for their number one, but it's, it's my personal favorite. But, <laughs> I'm uh, very we'll, interested we'll, to learn what it is. We'll, we'll hit up number two first. Okay. Uh, number two is uh, from Tornado of Souls by Megadeth. So the solo is by Marty Friedman from Rest in Peace from 1990. Cool. Uh, it's one of the more technically advanced metal solos. Uh, a lot of guitarists seem to find it hard to play. And Friedman uses uh, a lot of different techniques in here, such as vib- vibrato, string bending, uh, arpeggios. And from a breakdown of it, I found on... GuitarUnit.com. He uses something called economy picking, where you sometimes pick upward and sometimes pick downward. And I'm not sure exactly how it works, but apparently it's pretty complex. I guess. So, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. I, I'm just going with what I what I read about it from people who know a lot more about guitar than I do. But uh, yeah. on, on my end, I, I love the song, uh, and it's an incredible solo, and from one of my favorite guitarists. So okay. uh, even being a guitar layman. I could tell immediately that I was listening to something pretty special first time I heard it. Yeah. A long, yeah. long time ago. Uh, Rust in Peace is full of excellent solos, including Holy Wars, Hangar 18, and Lucretia. Uh, I think oh, yeah. It's, almost, it's an amazing album. I think almost every song on that album has like a ridiculous solo, but yeah. <laughs> or, or more than one. Uh, there's a great comment when I was reading a, a subreddit. Okay. Uh, one of the so- uh, comments on there was it was like picking a favorite solo from Rust in Peace was like picking your favorite child on that album. So true because it's just so good. Yeah, the whole album's a masterpiece. But uh, yeah, the solo's at three oh eight. Cool. All right, Tornado Souls, Megadeth.
Yes, like right at, right at the end of the solo. Like I know I've tried to learn some Megadeth stuff before, and it's, it's impossible to play some, some of that stuff unless you're an expert. And then right at yeah, the like, end of that, you're hearing it, and like I don't know how he's doing that. Whenever I read comments or whatever or chat about it, it's just people are saying like, "How do I play this?" Like I'm trying to play it, and I can't figure it out, and it's pretty yeah, funny. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, it, it brings me back. I guess we're getting to number one. Um, so I can throw this in here because there's uh, my favorite Megadeth solo would be the probably the, the entirety of you ever listen to Endgame? It's their album from 09. Oh, yeah, I, I think I have Endgame somewhere. It's, actually, a, it's yeah. a good album. Like, it, yeah. I really like it. But the opening song is called Dialectic Chaos and it's an instrumental song. But uh, I remember trying to learn that and you get like get like a minute in. And it just starts going nuts and it doesn't sound that crazy when you're listening to it but if you're trying to learn yeah. it they're jumping all over the place and i i have no idea how they do it that's probably uh mustaine solo eh? i yeah, think mustaine. it's mustaine and it's yeah. it's ridiculous and remains i'll get you to throw it on the extra the uh, bonus playlist because that's by far my favorite megadeth i i uh, took solo. all the instrumental songs off though yeah oh wait of the bonus one yeah ah okay well there's, just, there's, there's so many that are like i'll make another one with instrumental stuff later Fair enough. All right. Honorable yeah. mention then. Dialectic Chaos, Megadeth. I actually originally had some instrumental songs on there and I decided to clean it up and took them off. That's that's to, fair. Yeah. It's... Just to keep focus, you know, but we're up to number one. So, All right. Number one. Like I said, this is probably not going to sit well with some people, maybe. Uh, some people might agree with me. Uh, this is my personal favorite guitar solo of all time. It's a song called The Sleep by Pantera. Uh, it's solo oh, by Dan yeah. Daryl. It's off Cowboys from Hell from 1990. Uh, it's probably, well, for sure not the most technically accomplished solo of Dimebag's uh, body of work. But uh, the solo off the sleep has been my favorite for like 25 years, partly because of his obvious talent and the guitar work, but also, also for the like, the emotional feel of it. It's like one of those so like, solos that just like makes you feel something when it's playing it, you know? It's not yeah. just like how yeah, yeah. impressed you are by the technicality of it, but it's like how mm -hmm. it flows with the rest of the song. And uh, the sustained bending notes that he plays on it, like still give me chills. And of course, mm -hmm. it's like shreds too, right? Yeah, but, uh, Dimebag Daryl was insane. Some other notable Dimebag solos from Pantera songs to check out. Uh, I'll put on the bonus playlist are uh, Floods. Floods got really I was, solo. I was, that was the song I was gonna, I was gonna add if you didn't say it because Floods is incredible. Yeah, I probably would have picked Floods, but the Sleep is just too nostalgic for me. I just love it too right. much. Uh, the solo off Cemetery Gates, which Cemetery Gates might be my favorite, one of my favorite songs ever. Oh yeah, uh, that's but it's got a great solo. Uh, Domination, uh, also the solo off I'm Broken. Um, and then we were also talking about Five Minutes Alone. It's got a cool yeah. solo too. So that one's great. Yeah. So uh, I would start at two forty-five. It's a bit early, but it includes a bit of lead into the solo, which oh. for number one, I'm gonna recommend you. Yeah, do. gotta have it. All but right. You gotta like the solo kind of starts out slow, so you gotta follow it all the way through. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. right. uh, it's been a bit since I listened to the the whole album, but I'm sure I'll I'll be back into it right away. All right. The the sleep Pantera. <laughs>
Now you know what I I'll I'll agree and respect your choice. Like there's I, I good, can't eh? find anything wrong with that. <laughs> like it's just yeah. I, I listening to pretty much anything Pantera over again. I I still don't understand how Dimebag Daryl does some of the things that he does. Especially yeah, I think, I think Cemetery like, Gates, he goes like he just it keeps getting higher and higher. I don't even know how he reaches some of these notes. Yeah, I mean if if I hadn't picked the floods as number or or sorry, not flood, the the sleep <laughs> as number yeah. one, I probably would have picked either Cemetery Gates or Floods, because I would have had to pick a Dimebag solo regardless, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because he just uh, his style just unbelievable like it's it's ridiculous uh yeah. and, and another so guy unique, right? so distinctive yeah oh yeah like there's no other yeah. band that just that, that can come together and has a guitarist like that it's another band where uh and maybe this is just maybe i'm just bad at learning some of these some of these songs but i've learning some pantera stuff it's it's another band where looking at it i can't figure out how one they would write this stuff and figure it out and two how to play it <laughs> properly yeah, I, I think he's one of those guitarists that you know a lot of people have trouble replicating a sound yeah and trying to play that stuff right seriously even, even well, very experienced guitarist really like uh well no, like metallica you can follow metallica pretty easily but pantera is one of those bands where it's just a whole other level like what how the hell did you do this yeah well because it wasn't just about speed and and the technical part of it he had, he had like mm-hmm. i don't know he did some some really uh I don't know, like, what would you call that? Like, things that, kind of like how Eddie Van Halen was, right? Where you just did, like, different things that no one else was doing to make his guitarist sound just totally unique, right? Yeah, like breaking the mold, but in a way where he knows exactly what he's doing with it. And yeah. You can't replicate it. Yeah, I don't think, there'll, there'll never be another one. Like, no, you know, no, absolutely no, no not. other guitarist will ever come close to that back, but yeah. for, for me anyway. But yeah, so that's that's my number one. So I'll just I'll just go over a few other noteworthy guitarists. That it's I mean it's really hard to pick a top ten because there's so many guitarists that play awesome solos that I really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I obviously couldn't put them all in there. Uh, so ones that didn't make the list, but I still have a lot of respect for. That'll be on the bonus playlist. Uh, obviously, the great Tony Iommi of Black Sabbath has some. Uh, oh yeah. He's not my favorite soloist, but he's got some great solos. Uh, Paul Gilbert of Racer X and Mr. Big, who I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Amott of Arch Enemy. We also talked about him uh, in the melodic death metal episode because he spent some time oh, in Carcass okay. yeah. as a guitarist. He's a really he's a great guitarist. Uh, Glenn Tipton and KK Downing of Judas Priest are obviously uh, very good. Uh, Alexi Leho from Children of Bodom. He's got some great solos. Oh yeah. Uh, Herman Lee and Sam Totman from Dragon Force. Uh, Vivian Campbell from Dio and Sweet Savage. All three guitarists from Iron Maiden. <laughs> all, all three. Uh, Kerry King and Jeff Hanneman from Slayer. Uh, Sinister Gates from Avenged Sevenfold's got some great solos as well. Oh yeah, yeah, he is very good. Yeah. Oh, there was somebody else I was gonna mention. Oh yeah, and there's a guy named you probably never heard of him. A guy named Vito Bratta from White Lion. No, you ever heard of him? No. You ever heard of White Lion? I want to say yes, like, but there you probably recognize a few of their songs. But White Lion was like a, a glam metal band back in the late '80s, early '90s. But Vito Bratta was a very, very good guitarist, and he kind of dropped okay. off like from the scene. Uh, he had some like personal stuff, and he just—I think he stopped playing like in the early '90s. But uh, even I was looking, like reading some articles, and like Zach Wilde's favorite guitar solo was like Vito Brada's guitar solo from uh, a song called "Wait" by White Lion. But he's uh-huh. uh, another phenomenal guitarist. But I'll, I'll have a bunch of songs from all those all those guys on the uh, bonus playlist. So, and Sweet. I mean, there's obviously more, but I just wanted to list a few. So. Okay. 
Cool. Yeah, so that's uh, that's it. That's a good list. You, I thought you were defending your number one so much that I was worried what it was going to be, but it's completely valid. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone has different opinions. And when I, when I even when I read about, uh, you know, Dimebag solos, a lot of people picked Floods, but a lot of people did pick The Sleep as well. So it's not like I'm the mm-hmm. only one who feels like it's really good. And when Probably you said it was, you said it was up there as as well. Like it was between the two. Yeah, and I I could have picked Cemetery Gates. I could have picked. Uh, uh, obviously floods as well but uh mm-hmm. the sleep just for me it, it has the most emotional effect yeah. i guess no, it's, uh, it's definitely excellent yeah um well i guess it's hard to do news if there's like well there's 10 different bands in here i think i might like there's so much new material coming out and maybe for news i'll just throw out a couple of new albums that are out that i uh sure think people should check out so uh i ended up listening to corn's new album called requiem and uh, I'm not traditionally a, ho- a huge Corn fan. I, I honestly like back when new metal was big. I was totally against new metal, but I'm ov- I'm obviously older and I I'm a little more open minded. To- <laughs> I think I remember fighting you on Slipknot a little bit because I was a huge Slipknot fan. Yeah, no, and I, and I I really like Slipknot now. But back in the late '90s, I was right. uh, really like hardcore into like thrash and death metal, and I was like mm-hmm. like screw new metal, right? Like, I was, but uh, right. obviously, I have I have respect for it now. But uh, it's a pretty solid album. I enjoyed it, and particularly a song called "Let the Dark Do the Rest." It's the second track off of it. So, if any of the listeners are up for some okay. new corn music, yeah, so check it out. Uh, and I was just looking over the list of new albums that had come out, and there's a there's an, a new album out by an artist named Author and Punish. Is it Author and Punisher? I think it is. And it's like uh, an album called Crueler, and it's some weird, like slow, dreary industrial stuff. But I, I really dug it so far, and. Uh, Definitely not for like a workout playlist because it's pretty slow, <laughs> okay. but uh, it's just really interesting. I yeah, author right. and Punisher are called. Cool. I'd never heard of it before until like today. I'm like, well, this is pretty cool stuff. So uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. So that playlist is going to be right onto our Spotify playlist, which we keep updating, and then there's the bonus playlist, obviously as well. So uh, keep checking that out. Uh, we'll have links for that that you can uh, you can get to, and that is going to do it. For this episode of the heavy so see the show notes again for the complete list of all the songs uh you heard in this episode that we talked about and those links for the playlists be sure to subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify or your favorite podcast app if you like the show tell a friend and leave us a rating on itunes our website is www.theheavy.ca you can email us at theheavypod at gmail.com follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at theheavypod on all of those our show is edited by Ian Sutherland. Andrew does all the research. Our brother Rob designed the logo. Our theme song is Stallions the Highway by Savage Blade. I'm your host, Don Sutherland. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you again in two weeks. Later.